Hey, everybody, and welcome to Spiel Chicago Summer Edition. Uh, that just means that I'm actually still working on season two. I am recording and editing and interviewing, but in the meantime, I'm sharing a few favorite episodes from last year. This one is my very first episode recorded back when I had exactly zero idea what I was doing or why I was doing it, honestly. But um, playwright Meredith Friedman was so, so kind to sit down and let me record us talking. Um, at the time, she had a show premiering at Stage Left Theater. And this upcoming season, they're doing another one of her shows called The Luckiest People, which will be in the spring. This episode sounds a lot different from the most recent ones in maybe not a great way, but you know, that's okay. I'm embracing humility and appreciating progress. So uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. Meredith Friedman, thanks for talking with me today. My pleasure. Um, I read in an interview that you were working on this play, but wanted to toss it. And then your mentor, Diana Sun, convinced you to keep working on it. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me why you wanted to to put it away and why she convinced you to keep working? I think it was a hard play for me to write. I think it was hard for me to find an entry point into it. And I tend to write about characters that are very different from myself and come from different backgrounds. To me, that's what's exciting about theater and what makes it such a worthy endeavor. Well, you can never actually step into someone else's experience if you haven't lived it. I think it's a really worthy endeavor to attempt to understand as authentically and truthfully as possible another person's experience of the world. Um, and I think I think the firestorm felt like I didn't know my entry point in, and it was because I was it was kind of at a time in my life where I was doing like three different internships and all these, and I had like two jobs, and I just I didn't have the time to do the research, so I was kind of trying to just start writing scenes and. It was just like, I don't know these characters yet. And then um, sort of by chance, an opportunity came up where I had three months to just live in um, Michigan, Interlochen, Michigan. I had taught there for a summer. And then I had three months after where I could just stay there and write. And I spent three months just doing interviews every day. And one interview would lead to another. And I talked to political advisors. I talked to um, women and men in interracial relationships. I talked to women who had had very similar experiences to... Um, the lead female character in the play. And that, then I felt like, okay, now I have a foundation I can build from. And it was a good lesson to me that in order to make um, sort of the giant leap it takes to step into, you know, someone else's shoes, it, re it requires pretty rigorous research. And I, I think I wanted to, and it's, you know, it's, it's an uncomfortable play and it was uncomfortable to write sometimes. And I think I just wanted to feel more comfortable, which is, <laughs> which is kind of the opposite of what you want. Like you should, I mean, a, a play should cost you something. And that was something that Diana, our, um, she sort of heads the playwriting aspect of the Dramatist Guild Fellowship. She really encouraged that feeling and not to shy away from that, but to actually embrace that and trust that. You know, if you're, if you're feeling a little out of your element in the same way that I want my characters to feel out of their element, that's probably a good thing. Do you think that you had particular trouble with this one because it's about race and being a white playwright made it difficult mm -hmm. to write those characters? Mm -hmm. There's a certain fear, especially when approaching anything to do with race, of, of doing it wrong, of saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. I think, I think... Um, there's just a sensitivity around that subject that can make it very scary to approach. Um, but for me, what's interesting in plays is sort of unearthing what we're not saying out loud. Um, I think particularly in conversations about race, I think because people are so careful not to say the wrong thing, 
sometimes they don't say anything. And sometimes it's actually when someone says the wrong thing, when they say something that's ignorant or coming from a place of privilege, that then you can have an interesting conversation. And, you, and, and someone can say back, well, let me tell you why, why that's ignorant or why that's privilege. But until it sort of stops just being a thought in their head, but it's something they say, um, it's hard to have a conversation about it. And I think in theater, that's sort of an interesting, con sort of a controlled environment to have a conversation about it, where an audience can, can hear a character say something, and they didn't say it, but maybe they have had that thought. And then they sort of have an entry point to discuss it without ever having to verbalize it themselves. Yeah, those are some of the most interesting thing, uh, scenes in Firestorm to me, are, is when you see these like characters that you really like say something that is extremely uncomfortable, and mm -hmm. then the other characters have to deal with it. Um, it's the aftermath that's interesting to me. Is yeah, what do you if if something gets said that just never gets said in life? Um, what happens after um and and it was that was sort of interesting especially in my conversations um you know a lot of the play came directly from experiences that i you know listened to in these conversations i had when i was just beginning to do research and it's amazing to me what i was fascinated by with these conversations is i talked to friends you know that i've known for years and i found out things they had never told me just because it's never a subject i bring up it's not something they bring up and and what amazed me is how forthcoming people were and how much they actually did want to talk about it and it's, sometimes it's just hard to sort of broach the topic it seems like the play is addressing the way that liberals want to be more inclusive and move towards racial equality, mm -hmm. but there are certain things they haven't calculated for. Consequences for white people that they come up against that they may not be willing to deal with. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you thought about or something that just yeah. came out? I think consequence is a really important part of the play. I think, I mean, the whole sort of play center, centers around someone who in an effort sort of not to suffer consequences has has made so many mistakes um you know the play sort of center centers around something he did when he was in college and and sort of almost feel like the first sort of domino effect is that he he agreed to do it because he he didn't want to piss off the head of the fraternity he didn't want to let down his frat brothers and then you know the next thing is that he didn't take responsibility for it and then 20 years like it's just caused this domino effect that all sort of results from his being unwilling to suffer consequences and I think sometimes in conversations about race, our unwillingness to say, to own up and say, you're right, that was privileged, that was ignorant. Um, but instead to come from a place of defense, constant defense, you don't ever get anywhere. It's, it's the moments when you're able to stand back and learn and change and correct that I think we make progress. But I think oftentimes in the same way, Patrick, the main character in the play operates, the the um, plan of attack is always defense, defense. I'm not a racist, I'm not a racist. I, di I didn't want to write that. It wasn't my words, it wasn't my intention. And at one point in the play, he does say something where his wife says, no, 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 you said that. Those were your words and now you have to explain them. Um, and I, I think sometimes it's good for someone to have to figure out what exactly they mean. Like I think sometimes we say things or we have thoughts or feelings and we don't know where they come from. We don't know why they're there. And sometimes we need to pick them apart and be like, where did that, where did that idea come from? Where did that perception come from? Um, but again, if it's just living up in your head, it just stays the same and, and it never has the opportunity to change.
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Meredith Friedman and her upcoming production of The Luckiest People at Stage Left Theater, we will have links to that in the show page. Um, If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, you can check out SpielChicago.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SpielChicago. That's S-P-I-E-L Chicago. You can always email us at SpielChicago at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or rants. And be sure to join us in the fall for season two. I'm really excited about all of the awesome interviews I'm going to be able to share with you guys. Thanks so much, and see you at the theater.